glad you're in the house of the Lord today. It's preaching time. Get your Bible. Turn with me to the book of Acts, the book of Action, Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked alms. Verse 4, And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Peter's being careful to let everybody know which Jesus it is because there were a lot of folks named Jesus in Bible days or Jesus or whatever. But it was Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately, somebody shout immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up walked and entered into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. What a way to go to church. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and they knew this was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened to him. I want to draw our text from a portion of verse number one. Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. And our subject today is your appointed time for a miracle. Father, thank you for your presence. We honor you today on this Pentecost Sunday on your feast. And we ask for your blessings and miracles. And everybody shout in the name of Jesus. Tell three people it's your time for a miracle. It's three people. Then you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now in this context, Peter and John are, are going to the temple at the hour of prayer, the, the first major temple that is mentioned in the Bible is Solomon's temple. Uh, David desperately wanted to build God a house, but God said, your hands are too bloody. You've taken too many lives. It's going to be your son, Solomon, that builds the temple. He said, you, you gather the materials and, and resources and Solomon will finish 
what you started. It's, it's appropriate uh, for sons to finish uh, their father's business uh, and their visions. See, a, a visionary always sees more uh, than he's able to do. But his sons and daughters uh, will complete that. D David saw things in the spirit uh, th that it took Solomon to finish. When the queen of Sheba came from Africa, uh, your Bible says that she fainted when she walked into Solomon's temple. Mm -hmm. It took her breath away. And she said, the half has not even been told. But, but it was God's presence that made it beautiful. It was the Shekinah glory of God. It wasn't just the gold and silver, because there were gold and silver in Africa. In fact, a lot of the gold and silver came from Africa. Uh, but, but when Solomon dedicated the temple uh, to the Lord, the scripture says that the Shekinah glory of God filled the house and the ministers couldn't even minister. The band couldn't even play. The singers couldn't even sing. There is a move of God that will come into his house uh, that will move a performance uh, out of the room. Uh, they, they were laid prostrate on the floor. And, and, and you know, uh, Pentecostals have uh, got somewhat of a reputation of having no order. The scripture is very clear to say that Solomon was disciplined, he was detailed, and he was very orderly. But when God's spirit moved into the house, he was laid down on the floor. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. and, and Solomon prayed and he said, God, I don't want to ever lose this. I, 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 I don't want to ever lose the fresh moving uh, of your spirit uh, in your house. If, 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 if sin or transgression uh, uh, is amongst your people, uh, if, if you'll give me the wisdom to address that. And here's what God said. If my people uh, that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn, turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear that from heaven and I'll heal whatever is broken. Somebody shout amen to that. No, everybody shout amen to that. that. That means if you ever lose what you had in God, you can get it back. Now, see, some of you remember the glory days when, when, when you used to be excited about church, when you used to come to church with expectation. Ah, but you've let the cares of this world uh, cause some of that joy and strength and reverence to God uh, slip and slide away. But I've got good gospel news for you today. You can get it back. God, God said, I will restore the years that the canker worm and the locust and the palmer 
worm ate up. We serve a God that can renew and restore uh, your first experience with God. Amen. Shout, I'm going to get it back today. Now, everybody shout, I'm going to get it back today. Now, now the Babylonians destroyed uh, Solomon's temple. They, they took the people into captivity. The, the Babylonians uh, uh, jeered the people of God and, and said, why, why don't you sing a song now uh, unto your God? You see, the devil will come to you. When your car breaks down or, or, or when your husband takes out the trash and forgets to come back home, the, 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 devil, the devil will say, uh, where's your praise now? Or when your money gets funny, where, 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 where's your song now? Where, where, where's your worship? That, that's when you have to offer the sacrifice of praise unto God with the fruit of your lips because in this, your God is well pleased. Sometimes you got to praise him anyhow. Now, now, David said in Psalms 126 and 1, uh, when the Lord turned uh, the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. See, God is able to turn things around. Mm -hmm. I sense God's turning some things around on this Pentecost Sunday. The, see, see the, the Hebrew word for feast uh, in Deuteronomy 16 is mohadah. Okay, that, that, that's not an Indian term. That's a Hebrew term. Okay. Of course, that Indian spirit wants to get a hold of me when I start talking about that. But, but it means when God does things uh, that only God can do. And, and I feel like there's a few people here today that God's going to turn some things around. Now, be part of verse 1. Peter and John went to the temple together uh, at the hour of prayer. The Greek says uh, this was Herod's temple. Now, Herod was a Roman. But during this time, uh, Rome was controlling what the church could do or say. Kind of like what the government's trying to do today, but I won't pay no attention to. And it's a, it, you know, we're streaming on Facebook, and it's crazy. When I mention the word government, it goes silent on Facebook. <clears throat> Because they're trying to control what I say and do. But read my lips. The government will never tell me what I can do, what I can say, how, lo how long I can do it, or which way to do it, or what color tie I can wear, or who I can marry and who I can bury. They, they're not going to control me as long as I have breath in my lungs. And if they lock me up, I got another one coming right behind me. And if they lock him up, we'll hand Levi the microphone. I'm sorry. But, but, but I'm wanting you to feel or experience the, uh, the dangerous political religious climate that Peter and John are uh, approaching uh, the, the temple with. 
There were sold Roman soldiers with swords in their sheath also at that beautiful gate. But Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 prepared Peter and John for Acts chapter 3, which teaches us that our boldness and confidence and courage and spiritual power comes from the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout Holy Ghost. Put Acts 1 and 8 up on the screen. The last thing that Jesus said before he ascended up into the heavens was you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come on you. Somebody shout power. No, everybody shout power. This is the dudamus or the dynamite that Sister Pastor was talking about. And, and that's the spirit that's on Peter... Peter and John as they approach the temple. See, the anointing will compensate us in areas that we're not gifted and strong. Verse number two, a certain lame man from his mother's womb was, was carried and laid daily at the gate of the temple, uh, which was called beautiful. Now, the Greek word for these beautiful gates has uh, multiple meanings. One meaning refers to the opulence and splendor of these gates. Uh, the Greek also refers to the gates as being at the right time at the right place. I need to go to the Living Bible right quick. And Ecclesiastes 9 and 11 says, the swiftest person doesn't always uh, win the race. The strongest man uh, doesn't always win the battle. Skillful men are not necessarily famous, but it's being at the right place at the right time. I believe somebody's at the right place at the right time in this season to see God supernaturally turn things around in your life. Shout amen to that. The B part of verse 2, the man is lame, but the temple is also lame because there's no healing. There's no, there's no miracles. There's, there's no move of the Holy Spirit. There's no supernatural. There's no prophetic word from God in the temple. Now, this man's, this man's arms were working, his, his ears and eye, his brain was working. There was just one thing in his life that wasn't working. That was his ankles. Isn't it amazing how one thing can shut you down? It was one thing that shut this lame man down. It was one thing that shut the temple down. No glory. And there's one thing that can shut you down, but we're going to get that one thing broken off of you before we leave here today. Verse number three, the, the lame man saw Peter and John uh, coming toward the temple, not to heal the lame man, but to try to heal the lameness that was in the temple. They were trying to convince the priest that it's Jesus that carries the anointing. That it's Jesus 
that's the healer. That it's Jesus that's the miracle worker. They're trying to convince the priests that were being controlled by the government that they need to turn their eyes on Jesus and quit looking to the government uh, for their resources. Oh, y'all got quiet then. So, so now, now verse number four, Peter said to the man, uh, look on us. Now, I want to focus just a minute uh, on, on this lame man. He, he was lame not because he was dropped and his ankles were crippled like Mephibosheth. You remember Jonathan, Prince Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth. They, they had paid a registered nurse to care and watch after Mephibosheth. But when adversity, I'm coming, baby. She dropped him. Yeah, she dropped him, but I'm coming. Have you ever had somebody that should have been caring for you? Somebody that you trusted uh, and they abused you or, or misused you? Oh, my God. Have you ever had the government abuse you or, or, or misuse you and treat you wrongfully? Oh, God, help me now. I read my lips because I know Facebook just went silent. But, but see, th this nurse had been hired to protect Mephibosheth. But when she got under pressure and adversity hit... She started just thinking about herself. She's just trying to cover herself, and she dropped Mephibosheth. Your Bible says if you faint in the day of adversity, it's because your strength is small. Your, your spiritual strength is small. That, you see, God, God intends for you to be strong. He said, let the weak say, I'm strong. It's the spirit of a man. Your Bible says it's the spirit of a man that sustains uh, his infirmities. And you can get your spirit strong. You may have weaknesses in your life today, but the Holy Spirit will strengthen those infirmities or general weaknesses that, that you're dealing with today if you'll let him. In fact, Jude said you can build your spirit man up. You can make him strong by praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, that offends some seeker-friendly churches today. Uh, but see, you can build yourself up during your prayer language, you can strubble shatabakoya. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you I'm bilingual. But uh, but you can build your own self. There's strength on the. There's dynamite on the inside of you, and you activate it by praying in the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout Holy Ghost. So so now th th this lame man, he he wasn't wounded. He wasn't wounded in a battle. He, he wasn't a military man. He was crippled from his mother's womb. Now, when you're dealing with something that, uh, that, that's, 
that's always been your normal. When, when you're dealing with something um, uh, that you developed in childhood, it, it's very difficult to break on your own. You develop a coping mechanism or a system of just surviving day to day. See, Jesus asked another lame man. He said, wilt thou be made whole? Or do you want to be made whole? See, there's some people, they don't want to be made whole. Because it would mess up their mindset and the way they talked. It, it, would, it would mess up their system that they put in place that they've lived by all their life. Oh, Lord, they're getting quite on me now, Father. See, see, some people are raised in hateful environments, and they're not comfortable or they don't feel normal uh, unless they're hollering and screaming at everybody and provoking everybody. Oh, that's their normal. Ooh. I'm just letting that soak in a minute. The man wasn't expecting to be healed, verse number five. He was expecting to receive alms. He just wanted to be fed. He didn't want to be fixed. See, a lot of people come to church, they just want to get fed and get their happy on, but they don't want to get fixed. Peter and John wanted to take him to another level. They wanted to take him where he'd never been before. They, they wanted him to be able to do what he'd never done before. Mm -hmm. He was at the right place with the wrong mindset. He was just wanting some change so he could go get another drink of alcohol. Uh-oh. Lord, have mercy. I'm just messing everything up here today. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. What? Now, that, that's where I've heard preachers say that they were both broke. You know, they bless their hearts. They were just broke. I've been around preachers like that. Drive old run-down vehicles on the side of the road, hoping somebody will stop by and help them. Nobody's going to help you. In fact, the Bible says they won't even listen to you when you see you're broke. I said, poverty's a curse. I don't, I don't want nothing at poverty. I mean, I was raised in poverty, but I didn't know it because I had a grandma that prayed and, and covered me. <laughs> I didn't realize I was in poverty till I left home. Can I get a witness? Mm -hmm. So, so Peter and John were saying, I'm not going to feed your addiction. I'm not going to support your dysfunction and your lifestyle. Oof. Be part of verse 6. Peter said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. You see, breaking dysfunctions have to take place in the name of Jesus. You see, all power in heaven, on earth, and underneath the earth is in the name of Jesus. In fact, the Bible said, let everything you do in word or in deed 
Do it all in the name of Jesus. He leaped up when the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth was speak, spoken over his. The miracle was in the name of Jesus. Now he's at the right place at the right time with the right word being spoken over his life. Somebody shout, today is my day for my new normal. He's fixing to get a new normal. Be, be part of verse 6. Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the Greek word Christ here is Christos, which means the anointed one that breaks every yoke. See, uh, Isaiah 10, 27 said, it's God's anointing that breaks heavy burdens and destroys demonic yokes. You see, some infirmities are demonic. I talked to them, a man the other day. He said, I, I stayed in the hospital two weeks and they couldn't find nothing wrong with me. I said, it's a spirit. Uh, Jesus called it a spirit of infirmity. Oh, I like how you're shouting now. Christos means a breaker's anointing, and that's what you're feeling in the house here today that's breaking things off of you. You see, the, the Word of God is like a sledgehammer. See, some of us old stubborn boys, we got to get hit with a sledgehammer before we'll feel it. And now, now, that anointing will break addictions. It'll break the crippling spirit of poverty. Uh, there, there's a breaker's anointing that'll fix anything that's broken in your life. Verse number seven, Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. But that didn't help him. People have been lifting him up all his life. That was his normal. That was his old normal. People lifting him up. The thing that broke that old normal in his life was the B part of seven when his feet and ankles started receiving strength. It was the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that targeted the weakness that was in his life. It wasn't in his it, it was in his ankles. See, you can come to church every time the doors are open, but if the anointing does not target that weak area in your life, you'll come to church cripple and you'll leave cripple. But there's a special anointing up in this house today that I believe is going to break everything. I, in fact, I hear chains breaking right now. If you need God to break some chains off your life, why don't you just give him 30 seconds? May, may, maybe it's a spirit of anger. Maybe maybe it's a spirit of doubt or, or maybe it's fear or or maybe you were raised in a hellish home. Maybe you were raised in a, in a bad environment, in a bad neighborhood. But that can be broken off you today. Give him the highest praise you've given him today on this Pentecost Sunday. If you believe God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, give him one high praise of thanks.
I'm listening for a sound. Suddenly there came a sound, a sound from heaven, like a rushing mighty wind. Oh! Oh, Lord, have mercy. He did nothing because he couldn't relate to the word that was being spoken over his life. Because most times when God gives you a prophetic word, it won't make a lick of sense. You're asking God for one thing and he starts prophesying something else. So the man just sat there and did nothing because the word didn't make sense. Pastor Parsley says, when a word from God comes to your door, faith and faith alone is the only one that can open that door. <laughs> he just sat there, but thank God for Peter. Th thank, thank God for Peter's radical faith. You, you see, because if you're not careful, I've prayed over people before and nothing happened. And w when I was younger, I would just try to get away from them as fast as I could. <clears throat> because if you're not careful, the lameness will get on you. See, Peter, he's, he's the key man. See, you need one key man in your life that won't take no for an answer. I had a man call me last week and he started telling me every negative thing in the world that was going on in his life. And I said, hold it right there. I said, that's a grasshopper's mentality. I said, you've been listening to the wrong people. That's not what God's word. He said, what'd you say? See, he was wanting me to sympathize with him. He was wanting me to get on that Charlie Brown spirit with him. Oh, why is everybody always picking on me? Baby, you called the wrong person if you want me to sympathize with your dysfunction. It's not going to happen here. I said, it's those ten spies that, that said, we can't do this. That's the spirit that says, we can't do what God said we can do. I said, we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. I said, you let that spirit get on you. He said, well, my mind's just confused. I said, God is not the author of confusion. You've been listening to the wrong people. And some of you have been listening to the wrong people. And some of them have your same last name. I said, you got to get that other spirit. That Joshua and Caleb had that other spirit that said, let's get up and go out at once and take what God said we could take. See, the kingdom is suffering violence this morning. And the violent have to take it by faith. You've got to take what God promised by faith. If you receive this Presbyterian preacher, give your God 
10 seconds at least. I'm trying to wake some. Now, the devil said, nothing's happening. That was a lame message. That was a lame word you just gave him. Nothing happened. Did you feel anything, baby? We walk by faith and not by feelings or sensory perception. We walk by faith and not by sight. Somebody shout amen. Now, now, Peter, he shook that old lame spirit off of him. He had been dealing with the lame man in a lame church. And you hang around lameness long enough, that old lame thing will try to get on you. But old radical Peter... You need a radical person in your life. He called me back the next day and said, thank you for jerking me up a notch. I said, you're welcome. You hang around me, you'll live into your 90s. Mm -hmm. See, sometime somebody stronger than we are has to jerk us up. Derek called me and said, somebody stole my laptop. Had all my beats, and all my music in it. I said, baby, the beats are in you. They ain't in no laptop, they on the inside of you. I mean, you're the one that put them in that laptop to begin with. God will just give you a better one. Of course, when you, when you lose something or you've been done wrong, you feel violated. Can I get a witness? I said, can I get a witness from anybody that's been violated? When they stole my truck, I was having a nice, a nice lunch at Papa Do's out on I-10 and 1604, the new Papa Do's. Mm -hmm. I left my wallet in my truck because I didn't need my wallet. Somebody gave me a Papa Do's gift card. Why do I need my wallet when I got my Papa Do's gift card? In fact, Jeff just got me one the other day. But I've already used it. And I got mad. You see, there's five sides to me. Be careful about calling me. You never know which side you're going to get. I was telling the police off. The insurance off. I was telling everybody off. until God spoke to me and settled me down. 
See, when you're a strong man, it takes a stronger than you to settle your butt down. I had my mat on. I was telling everybody off. Till God said, baby, you asked me to crown the year with goodness, didn't you? And I said, yeah, yeah. He said, you bought that stripped down model King Ranch. Trying to save a dollar. It didn't have the grandpa step on the tailgate. Because I can't leap in a single bound like I used to be able to. And my insurance said, we're going to get you a new one, Mr. Size. I said, that's sides. It's, they call me Mr. Sad. I was on the phone. I said, sides. S-I-D-E-S. -E I said, it's probably in Mexico right now. They said, settle down. We don't care where it's at. We're going to pay it off and get you a brand new one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Israel, they got my 357 too. That's what hurt me the most. That sweet 357. I had to replace it with a 45. So if you're thinking anything, I'm sorry. Let me get back here. Oh, sword swinging Peter. See, you need, see, I've got guys, bless their hearts. David had them too. He called them my sons of Belial. There were two sides to them. They could be sweet and nasty. I still got a few of them around here. You try something crazy, you'll get introduced to them. But, but Peter, oh, sword. I'm talking about old sword swinging, Peter. Old cussing, Peter. Speaking tongues one minute and cuss you out the next. You know people like them. I know you don't like them, but they're around here. I can start pointing some out right now, but I don't have time. See, but, but, but you got to have somebody with radical faith that'll jerk you out of your dysfunction. Uh, verse 7 and 8, Peter asked him to, to look on him. Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened until he took him by the hand and jerked him up. The anointing hit when Peter made a, a demand on his faith, he commanded him to rise. And your Bible said he leaped up, started praising God, and started leaping and walking into the church. When, when's the last time you came into the church house praising God 
You got your dance on, got your leap on, got your faith stirred up. See, see, the breaker's anointing is activated during the challenge when your faith is being challenged. When Peter yanked him up, at that moment, the anointing hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the anointing came from the strength of God's Word and it started breaking everything off his life that had him bound. The miracle happened when the weakest part of him received strength by the Word of God. If you'll let this Word, which is quick and powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, it'll get in the myra of your bones here today. See, see God let the lameness be displayed so the healing would be obvious. Verse number 10, the people were filled with amazement and wonder when they realized that the lame man that had been sitting by the gate beautiful was leaping and praising God. But listen at Peter. Peter said to them, why marvel at this? You denied Jesus in the presence of Pilate when he determined to let Jesus go. Verse 15, Peter said, you kill the prince of life. Listen to that boldness. Now, this is Peter that was standing by the fire when a little 15-year-old girl said, you're one of the disciples. And Peter said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not. You got me mistaken. I just got a big nose like the disciples. And she said, no. I remember you was there when they fed the 20,000 people. That's when they started cussing. He said, I never, but li listen at him now. There's Roman soldiers carrying swords, and now he's out at the gate. He, he's, he's preaching in the temple that has been lame for hundreds of years. Can you imagine the resistance that's coming against Peter? Kind of like some of the resistance I got here today. But because of the Holy Ghost, somebody shout Holy Ghost. No, 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 shout Holy Ghost. There was a boldness on Peter. There, there was a confidence and a courage that was on Peter. He wasn't looking down at his shoelaces. He wasn't letting his shirt tail drag his tracks out. Peter was telling them just like at T-I-S-T is. He said, you kill the prince of life. Pilate would have let him go, but you said, let Barabbas go and crucify Jesus. You kill the prince of life. He was telling it like it was. He said, it was by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and faith in his name that this man stands whole before us today. I want you to stand and if you've got faith today in the middle of the summertime, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want you to give God 60 seconds of celebration, of, of rejoicing. You're supposed to be celebrating on the Feast of Weeks. 
It's God's feast. I've been hurt. I got done wrong. You're the one I'm preaching to here today. I know the enemy, the enemy has crippled you. But God's wanting to break that off of you today in the name of Jesus Christ on one of his highest feast days. to praise him for every time he healed you this year every time he worked a miracle every time he made a way where it didn't seem like there was no way at all praise him I'm listening for a sound for somebody to praise his name oh, oh. Somebody make a joyful noise. I'm going to extend it and give you 60 more seconds to give your God the highest praise. Oh! You see, if it had not been for the Lord <laughs> that was on my side, my enemies would have swallowed me up. Let, 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 let me teach you. I know some of you are new. So let me teach you my highest praise song. It goes like this. Put the words up on the screen. Here's how it goes right here. Oh. stirred up for the last month about our young people because we're losing our young people because they've been watching you at home cuss and fuss and gripe and whine about everything that's going on and they just want to get away from you and when you say baby it's time to go to church 
And, and the reason Beyonce and Jay-Z are, are reaching the young people, when they want, they wait for hours to get in there. Pay $100 a ticket. Well, young people don't have money. Maybe they get money from somewhere. They'll steal it out of your purse. But Jay-Z, he's back there shooting up while the band's playing. And the band's going. And, 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 and the singers will come out there and they'll start going. And thousands of young people are going. And you can't even hear yourself think. And when Jay-Z walks out there, he walks out half-dazed and says, when I drive through the hood, I have to shoot real good. I have to shoot real good. I have to. Baby, he don't drive through the hood. He's living in a penthouse off of your kids' money that they're stealing from you. We've got to get the excitement back in our house we got a generation that's watching us. I've got Levi and Sam. And when Levi gets to my house yesterday, he says, where are my drumsticks? I said, they're right in here. He gets on the drums Sam gets the microphone and Levi's tearing those drums up and you know what I'm doing? You know what I'm doing? I, I'm going, wow! Wow, I feel it right. My wife is dancing. She's dancing around the living room. You know why? Because I'm training up. I'm training up another generation. My life is an epistle in front of them. They're not going to hear me screaming and hollering and whining about everything, throwing things across the house. I'm going to show them how to praise God. He loves the drums more than he does Batman and Spider-Man. Tear those drums up, Derek. You're not playing those drums. You gotta get them in radical. And hey, listen, listen. Hold it. How many's got teenagers? If you've got a teenager at home, raise your hand. Okay. I've got one of the best youth praise and worship leaders that'll be there Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Last Wednesday night, where's Ron Jr. at? Run up here, Ron. Run up here. Ron said, Bishop, we had teenagers laid out in the altar on Wednesday night. Did we, Ron? We sure did. Yeah. 
Get your teenagers, drag their stubborn butts out here, and get them in the presence of God. And if they tell you no, load them up. Okay? We, we, we got to get them reconnected again to the power of God. Praise is that connection. See, and, and research has been done. They will connect with music when they won't connect with man. That's why, that's why we're putting our youth band together and our youth praise team together and our college and career, putting the word back in them because we got to stay strong in this age. Give God 60 more seconds of your highest praise if you receive the word of the Lord here today. But I don't feel like it. It's not about feeling. It's a command. Praise ye the Lord. What don't you understand about that? Now, I'm going to take three minutes and three minutes only. If you want it broke off of you, okay, I mean, you love God, you come to church, but you come to church cripple and you leave cripple. If you want that thing broke off of you, I want you to come right now in the name of Jesus. Our elders are coming right now, and we're going to sing that one more time. And I believe the Holy Spirit is going to knock that thing off of you. There's a breaker's anointing that's in this house right now that'll break addictions off of you, that'll break issues and dysfunctions off of you. Get down here right now in the name of Jesus. We're going to praise him for two and a half more minutes, and I believe God's going to quickly and suddenly knock that thing off of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Sing it one more time, Candace. If it's a generational curse, get it knocked off of you. You're at the right place, at the right time, with the right word from God.
Somebody help me pray in the Holy Ghost just for two minutes. Father, in the name of Jesus, you're at the right place. Thank you for it, Father. I'll plead the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God's touching that stiffness right now. Just begin to thank Him for His touch right now. Depression, loose your hold from Him. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank Him for it, Father. Father, I thank You. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the name of Jesus. Now. Now listen to me. There's there's been a little spirit of heaviness over several people here today. And Isaiah said, you have to put on the garment of praise to drive off those spirits of heaviness. So I'm going to give you 60 more seconds to give your God the highest praise. It's about making a joyful noise unto the Lord. All of Oshia, all your lands. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, 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 let me help you. I need, I need to help somebody. I need to help somebody but, but because you don't understand. Some of you are new and you just don't. Psalm 150, David said, Praise ye the Lord. Praise him in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for all the miracles he's worked in your life. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him on the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him on the loud cymbals. Praise Him on the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath, if you're breathing, you ought to be praising Him right now. will change your countenance. Go ahead and praise Him. I don't care where you've been last week. Everything that has breath can praise Him. Put those hands together one more time. Be, be, be seated.
I, don't, I need everybody to be seated just for three minutes. Now, I started out in Deuteronomy 16 and 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me back into the last part of 15. But bless the Lord for all his increase. And in all the works of thy hand, therefore thou shalt surely rejoice. I hope I gave you time to get your rejoicing in. Verse 16, three times in a year shall you appear before the Lord thy God in the place where he shall choose. It was the Lord that directed you to Christian world today. No, I just came because my wife was threatening me. No, 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 no. I mean, he may have used your wife. Rejoice in the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's Passover. We, 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 we did that at Easter time. And in the Feast of Weeks, that's Pentecost. That's 50 days after the Passover. And in the Feast of Tabernacles, and the people shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Now, the Hebrew word for, for the Feast of Weeks is Shavuah. My, my wife can say it better. Well, Siri says it perfect. Okay. But my wife says it good to Shav Shavuot. Uh, there it is right there. Ooh. Shavu means weeks. Well, Angela, you're a grammar major, and you've written a book. How do you pronounce that? You said it, Bishop. Shavu means weeks. Shavu. Okay. During this feast of weeks, mm-hmm, God said, I'll release seven supernatural promises. Okay. And here's those seven promises. I'm going to give them to you quickly. Number one, power to overcome any problem, sickness, or bondage. You're going to probably have to use your phone. You're going to get, you're going to have to get phone friendly because I got to go fast. Okay. Because people got to beat the Baptist to Luby's. Number two, God said, I'll release peace in the face of conflict, whether it's large or small. Number three, protection for you and your family. Huh? Yeah, be it unto me, according to your word. Number four, the presence of God to give you daily wisdom and strength. The Bible said, as your day is, so shall your strength be. Quit worrying about tomorrow. God, God's already into tomorrow, baby. Number five, provision to meet every need in your life. God said, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. This is what God's releasing today. It's his feast day, and he said, I'm just going to release some promises. I'm giving them. Number six, perfection 
That's maturity. And some of you need a mama-sized dose of that. Maturity in all areas of your life. And then number seven, prosperity. Demonstrating God's favor on your life. Dave, can we put all seven on the screens at one time? Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. He's working on it. Noel, bring me. What, what I did, well, what Sister Pastor and I did was we, we put some vials of oil together. Now, Acts, Acts 19 and 11 says that God will work special miracles. Special miracles through the anointing. I keep one of these with me all the time. When I come up against something that won't move, I get my oil out. A young man came to me um, um, Wednesday night and said, Bishop, I'm trying to buy a house. Uh, could you come pray over the house? I said, no. I'm not omnipresent. I can't be everywhere at the same time. I know some people think I am, but I can't. Okay. I said, but I'm going to have some anointing oil. Sister Pastor, come here, Sister Pastor. Sister Pastor and myself laid hands on individually every one of these vials of oil. Acts 19 and 11 says that God will work special miracles through the anointing. So what I'm going to challenge you to do is get a $50 seat. God said, don't come to my feast empty-handed, but when you bring a seed, I will release. I, I don't know which of these seven, which of these seven that you need. I'm sure they're coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God said, I'm going to release them. The miracle took place when Peter made a demand on the man's faith. He challenged him to rise up and walk. And it was during the challenge and during the demand that the anointing hit the area that was weakest in his life. Sister Pastor is going to pray over you right now. She's been praying all week. <laughs> Somebody called me the other day and said, Bishop, will you pray? I said, I'll have Sister Pastor pray. She's she closer to God than anybody I know right now. Pray over the people right now as they prepare their seat. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over every heart today that has heard your word and that has received your word and this instruction. I pray over every heart today that has the desire to bring the seed and to lay it on your altar. I pray over every heart that has a desire to not come before your presence empty-handed. I pray that these seven blessings will be loosed upon them in the name of Jesus. I pray that as they come and bring their seed, that they will just simply say, be it unto me according to your word. 
And God, we ask you to watch over this seed. We ask you to multiply this seed. We ask you to cause it to go further than humanly possible. And we'll be careful to praise and thank you for it. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Give God a hand praise.